$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Normally we'd have this great introduction when the show starts and you'd hear a thing from Weeby Geeks and you'd hear all this music, uh, but yeah, you'll notice you're just hearing me now. <laughs> I have nothing to introduce me except for, I don't know, you want to introduce who I am? <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, Lost Boys and Pixie Girls, I bring to you the Spider Pan. Yay, also known as Jeremy. And of course with me is one of our head Lost Boys around here. Eric, well, of course, we call you Retlaw around here too. That's true. That's but true. Eric is here. I don't, you know, I, I don't even have the bumper that I used to have for you, the Eric Morin. Ah. So, all right, y'all notice that this is completely different. We didn't have a musical intro. I don't have any voiceover that introduces me or anything. I've lost everything. <laughs> That's for starters. I had a, a messed up weekend. You probably noticed that I sound a little different. Maybe I sound a little nicer, a little sexier. How how you doing, ladies? Um, I got a new microphone and some new equipment. And while I was trying to hook up all this new equipment, unfortunately, I knocked off my uh, portable hard drive. It was kind of a large one that I keep all of my documents and everything in. I knocked it off the top of my computer, and it got damaged, and it wiped out everything. Now, thankfully, I didn't have a lot of stuff backed up, so I got my music, a lot of my pictures. Uh, I have been able to go down to the website and re-download all the images I was using for the podcast. I've gone onto iTunes and downloaded every single one of my episodes, so maybe I can go through and cut around and grab some old bumpers. I do have a few of the bumpers still on uh, that I, you know, I have four of them at least I was able to put on my new Zoom device because I can put four, I have four buttons that can trigger some sounds now, so I'm advancing. Uh, but the other thing is, is so I got an email from T Public. That, you know, our logo, and we've been going by Neverland to Disney and beyond, and so, of course, I put that on a t-shirt. Disney came along Tee Public and didn't like that. And they pulled that down. So... I sure hope that they haven't, uh, you know, complained about our Unicorn P shirt. Yeah. No, that's still there. <laughs> All right. Unicorn P still exists. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be the castle, because the castle was original artwork by James Kennison. Uh, I asked him what I, I told him what I wanted. I paid him, and I paid an artist to make that castle logo that we've been using uh, for a while now. Uh, but uh, so I don't think it was the castle was the problem because they didn't pull off my other castle artwork uh, that said in the Neverland podcast. My only thought is that I had something with the Disney logo on it, or not the Disney logo, but the name Disney on there, and I was selling it. So you know what? In order to be able to sell T-shirts, in order to make sure they're not going to come after the show, I'm taking Disney out of the title. We can still talk some Disney stuff, but we've never talked just about Disney stuff here. We talk about everything we enjoy. Oh, yeah. A little bit of everything. 
And so we've always been a collection of different fandoms all coming together in one place. And this is also where fans can come together in one place. A nexus, if you will. So we're still Neverland because I I didn't want to lose that because Neverland is our happy place. We never grow up. So this is the fandom nexus. And I don't think I'll ever have to change the name. This is the third re- you know, time I've had a name on there, which is, you know, like the first time I would, I don't think I was being very creative today. I just thought of the Neverland podcast because I, you know, I didn't know what else to do. Uh, but then when I did get creative, you know, it was to Disney and beyond because I was using that as a bumper. I was a, as a play on, of course, Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. Because I, and I, I use it as part of the title because we were doing Disney, but we were also going beyond Disney and going outside Disney. We might talk He-Man or Harry Potter or something. Uh, so keeping with that theme, now we can just, we're the Nexus, we're, you know, because we're going to still end up, because we still love a lot of what Disney owns. They own everything. And <laughs> I still love Marvel, and I still love Star Maybe Wars, and they soon. own that. And I still love Mickey Mouse. You know, I've got some issues with the modern company. I'm more of a vintage Disney fan, as some people suggest. Maybe I should call the show Walt's Disney, because I've been using that a lot. There's a difference between, I think, the modern Disney and Walt's Disney, big time. Uh, so, But I would end up having to put Disney in the title of the show again, and that would get them to come after me if I ever put that on a T-shirt. But I can gladly put Neverland, the fandom nexus, on a T-shirt, and Disney will not pull that down. So... So we've got a new rebranding, kind of a new name, but it's still going to be the same old fun that we've always expected. Maybe some new people will see the new title and be like, oh, that sounds like fun. I'm a fan of things. Let me see what it is. So we might have some new people that come along. In fact, this may be the first time you have listened to this show. And if so, welcome. And normally, we're going we're gonna to have some, some intro music and stuff. I need to come up with stuff. I've lost every clip that I also had of every celebrity that I ever interviewed at conventions. I mean... Uh, from everyone from like Townsend Coleman, the voice of Michelangelo, to when I've talked to Jim. I need to talk to Jim, Jim Corcus again. He, I'm a couple of books behind on him now. And I had him going, this is Jim, uh, which he just said when he answered the phone one time. And I was like, I'm going to grab it because people will know his voice because everybody loves Jim Corcus that listens to Disney podcast stuff. Uh, but I had all these different people who were extras and played side characters in Star Wars movies, all these different audio bits, and it's all gone. Except for when I've used it in a podcast, which I'd have to find an episode where I had that clip and then I have to lift that clip off, Oop, off of there. I gotta be careful I don't bump my microphone. It's kind of like <laughs> hovering. I've actually got it on a boom stand, so now if I b- uh, bounce on my desktop, it won't come up as bad. But if I bump this this microphone, Paul, you're all gonna have yours fall off. And so I apologize if I I talk with my hands a lot. So if I do that, I'm sorry. But uh, I am hopeful. I've got an old friend of mine that I when I used to play in a band like 20 years ago. He works in IT. And he said if I send that my hard drive over to him, he might be able to repair it. So I'm going to go for that. And if so, then I'll be able to recover a lot of data, a lot of files. And that'll be great because I, there was, I had a lot of great audio. But I might just have to gather some new stuff, new ideas. Of, I don't know how to introduce this one. I might even get another. Uh, like I, The last voiceover was done by a guy. I call him he's Wiley Coyote, uh, honest professionally. But he's, he's getting some work in voiceover. He creates his own music. I went to UCM with him. He's an awesome guy. And I think he did a great job. He's got a great, fun, youthful voice. So... I might ask him to record something. Either that or maybe, you know, I haven't talked to Brian Summer in a long time either, and he he did some stuff for us one time, and maybe I'll have him do an intro thing for us. But we will have an intro. Uh, it, it, it's just not right now. Right now we're kind of under construction. Uh, it's, it's been. A, it, well, I was just going to say it's a good time to retool, rebrand, refocus. and uh, But again, we're still here. We're still the same. Nothing uh, about what we do, what we talk about, or how we go about it has changed. 
Yes, which I'm glad for because I was afraid. I, you know, I just like, what am I going to have to change? Am I going to need to start a brand new RSS feed? What am I going to do? But yes, I'm glad I was able to find a way to just rebrand the concept of Neverland. And because I had a lot of people that were even like, every time I hear Neverland, I think of Michael Jackson's Park. And I even, I one possible name I even had, and this was part of, you know, you had came because I was thinking, well, what if we did Masters of Neverland? And he said, I don't know, Masters is kind of there's people taking bad ways of that one. So I, then we thought, well, Spider Pan and the Lost Boys of Neverland. I said that would be a big, it'd be kind of wordy. But then that's the same people who are like, well, Neverland makes me think of Michael Jackson, and Lost Boys just makes it sound worse. So I was like, oh golly. So, but I and I, I was awake half the night last night, just like I need, I need a word. What is that word? This when everything comes together because it's everything. It's everything we enjoy all together. What is that one word? And it finally came to me this morning while I was driving to work. Nexus, a nexus. Well, let's <sighs> just hope that um, you know we don't have a swamp thing protecting this nexus. <laughs> uh, well, he might like us. We're, we're we're nice people. We don't we don't destroy yeah. the swamp. We, uh, we don't fear. Yeah, we, we, no there, there's no reason for us to burn. I'd hope not. <laughs> yeah. Which that's one of the, I, uh, speaking of things you've been playing, I mean, a couple of weeks, I, I did go through and uh, I've owned Injustice 2 for a while digitally. I finally sat down uh, and played through the story mode. And uh, Swamp Thing is intense, man. He shows up. He, you have to fight him. And he's like, he's not, he's not having it with you being in Swamp, even though, of course, you're playing uh, Harley Quinn is the first one you're fighting as in the story mode. It's Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy is with some other people doing some bad things in the Swamp. And Swamp Thing noticed, all right, somebody's doing bad things in my swamp. And he sees Harley Quinn like, hey, I know who you're affiliated with. Get out of my swamp. So I was like, oh, great. I got Harley Quinn versus Swamp Thing. I'm screwed. You know what? And I just realized we've probably got a thousand fans out there screaming because we just referenced Swamp Thing in regards to the Nexus when really it's the man thing who protects the oh, Nexus indeed. from all realities. I... And it's <laughs> things burn at, at his touch when there's fear involved. They're so similar, oh. though. I wouldn't know the difference. I've never read up on any of them, but yeah. I may need. I may need to have to turn in my old Foom card. You know, my friends of old Marvel. <laughs> well, what was the, the old fine uh, fan club that they even had? The uh, there's the, the Mary Marvel yeah, Society. That's the one. Yeah, I might have to so turn friends in that of card. old Marvel was uh, was one of them too. <laughs> But that's okay. But that's that's one of the things I've been playing this week. The other thing I've been playing this week is uh, I'm still playing Animal Crossing, but I've I've reached a certain level of it now. This was this was great because uh, I noticed and it's an Animal Crossing. You can go to sleep and dream of somebody else's island. And right, I right. I noticed an island I went to when I'd ever I talked to somebody or I'd open a door, I'd hear the Harry Potter Hogwarts or or a Hedwig theme. Oh, interesting. And I was like, how did they make that happen? Well, I finally got to a point in the game where I could choose the theme for my island, which my island, of course, is named Neverland, and I'm Spider-Pan on Neverland, okay? So I know it's my thing. So I was like, what song am I going to have play? And I, you know, I fiddled around. I looked online for what other people had come up with on the different notes. And there was a uh, When You Wish Upon a Star, but one of the notes sounded a little off. I think it was supposed to have been like a, a flat or a sharp and they, you know, you can't do really flat or sharp. So right. it didn't sound quite right. But then somebody had the notes for Star Wars. I was like, hmm. So when you go and talk to somebody, I got Star Wars music playing. <laughs> it's awesome. So well, it's fun uh, to put those little songs together too. But oh, yeah. uh, I actually ended up subscribing to a Reddit where you can put in requests for different songs and people will come up with them. Oh, cool. I found on YouTube people have like lists of different songs, like you know, about anything within the Disney market. I was like, thank you. I mean, let me go play this. This is fun. So. 
Uh, I might have to change uh, my flags. Ha- still have the classic Neverland castle. Uh, mm. I may have to update that because, well, now we've got a different logo. But I, I don't know if I have a symbol. I think right now we just got text. But you know, that's enough for you know. The, I really need for the artwork to just say what we are. And you know, I, I think it's eye catching enough. I think it looks good. Did you get a chance to see the artwork? I did. I did. It looks like it's been put together quite well. That took me forever. <laughs> I had to look online to figure out how to make that metallic look and everything. So I think it's it, it's hopefully it's eye-catching, even without a logo, because I'm like, okay, well, we've used the castle since almost like day one, because I, I had a drawing that Philip had done of me, and I was doing a He-Man pose in front of the uh, Walt Disney World uh, Cinderella's castle back way back in the day. And so there's always been a castle. It's kind of been our thing. But since we're moving... I mean, we're still going to talk some Disney, but we're kind of moving away from Disney a little bit just because I want to have more stuff out there and I'm I'm sprinting it open a little bit. Uh, I don't have to have a castle because, of course, the castle was to make you think of Disney a little bit, but I don't need to make you think of Disney, but we're, we're going to talk Disney stuff because I can't help it. I still love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I still have a collection of Mickey Mouse Funkos that it's, well, it was complete, but they have some new ones. Uh, but anyways, ah. uh, what have you been playing? You been playing anything good? You know, I haven't had much of a chance to sit down and play lately. Um, in fact, right now I know that Sony's got some sort of uh, event going on where you can play and win prizes, but that's about the most I know about it, um, where you get prizes just for time that you're spending playing or uh, reaching achievements in any games, getting trophies. Um, but unfortunately, I just have not had time. I actually, you know, to be honest, last week I did pick up my controller and I started playing... Arkham City on my play on PS4. Because nice. I, I don't think I've played that for about three or four years, wow. you know, well before I had my PS4 back on the old PS3, which I got sitting right here next to me just <laughs> off screen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy those Arkham games. Uh, e- oh, even yeah. even Arkham Knight and all the tank battles. <laughs> but, you know, I, I enjoy those games. So, you know, I, I may be playing a little bit more of that if I can find the free time. Um, unfortunately, Life has become quite busy. Um, my kids are uh, just about to wrap up their school year here within the next couple of weeks. Um, we have got uh, trips planned f- for them to go spend time with grandparents and cousins. Um, my wife and I are trying to find a, a good little getaway for a weekend while they're gone. Um, in the meantime, you know, things keep moving along, but yeah. you know, I'm afraid that... You know, with work and everything else going on, I've uh, I've unfortunately got, well, I can look at it fortunately or unfortunately, but I do have quite a bit of overtime uh, at work that I'm being asked to put in as well. So, you know, that just gobbles up a little bit more time yeah. and uh, doesn't leave me with much. I did start reading a book series a few weeks ago called Magic or the, the Kingdom of Landover. First book is called Magic Kingdom for Sale. Sold! Um, <laughs> about a guy who gets a, uh, a premium catalog in which, you know, sells many high-end uh, one-in-a-million one opportunities, like, you know, buy a yacht uh, to sail the Mediterranean or purchase a tropical island. But in this case, the main character sees that a magic kingdom is being sold, filled with wizards and witches and magic and dragons and knights and all of that. He finds out it's not Everything that is there, but it's not quite what he anticipated. So mm. I've really been enjoying that. Also, I was on a flight here. Uh, That's a Terry a Brooks over... book, I think you mentioned last yes, time, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, it is. Oh, I may have mentioned it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I also started reading Timothy Thrawn's uh, Timothy Zahn's <laughs> novel Thrawn, 
Now, it's been out for a few years, but I have not had the opportunity to dive into it. And I'll tell you, when you're on a plane for four hours and you got a book right there, you certainly get very deep into it. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've really been enjoying that. It's good to get back into uh, Mithrondor's head and to, to, to try and figure out just what he's plotting, what he's doing. And, you know, it, it's a fun trip back. You know, I've got to go back and revisit the, that original trilogy one of these days as well. But uh, that, that's pretty much where I've been. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I did experience a new movie yesterday. Oh, well, we, we'll have to get, maybe we'll do a movie review on that one. Oh, actually, I think I know what movie you experienced, but yep. we're not going to talk about it this episode because I got to have, I got to have more than, I want to have all three of us uh, to talk about a movie that I found out. I didn't realize was Disney related until I was watching something about it. Uh, there is one thing I want to add in on playing. Speaking of PS4, yes. maybe I need to sit up and play some stuff. But I, I, this is kind of funny. All right, so Red Dead Redemption 2. I sat down to play with that some more. And I okay, I know I'm playing as an outlaw, but I'm going to try to be a good guy. In the original, the Red Dead Redemption, I was I became the hero, man. I, I got that, that good meter pushed all the way over. Red Dead Redemption 2 doesn't seem to want to let me do that. I even I even I picked up a strange woman who she her her horse had died. Well, it wasn't her horse; she had borrowed it, so she was really upset. But the horse had fallen over. She was trapped with one leg underneath it. I got the horse off of her and I gave her a ride home. Ding! Here goes my good meter. It goes up. But now at the same time, as I'm leaving town, some random guy goes and he wants to pick a fight. Hmm. And I was like, "Well, what, what, what's going on here?" So you, I go you down didn't and have anyone step up to say. I'll be your huckleberry. Yeah, I, well, I did. I caught off my horse and I said, I'll, I'm your huckleberry. Because <laughs> there's a way you can like have it target somebody and then you can talk. And there's there's supposed to be buttons where you can calm an issue down. I'm like, I don't have no beef with this guy. Well, I don't know why he's upset. So, But it didn't give me that option. There was only call him out or antagonize. So I said, like, well, let me try to call him out. And call him out means fight's on. I forgot right. which button throws a punch. Oh, no. So I shot him in the street right oh. there. <laughs> Yeah, but he started it. Your, uh, well, that, that can affect your rating. <laughs> he started it, though. And then the other thing that was annoying is I was uh, one of my story mission. Well, I guess it was a side mission. I was supposed to go collect some people that owed us money to the gang. So I was going to collect from this one guy, and he bolted. And so I had to chase him down and lasso him. And I went to go. And, you know, if you don't hogtie somebody, they're going to get away. So I had to hogtie him so he would pay me the money. Well, basically, gave me a map to where he kept his money so I could get to collect the debt. Well, there just happened to be some guy walking along, sees me do that, and next thing you know, uh, he's he's a witness to kidnapping. I'm like, this hmm. isn't kidnapping. I'm trying to collect a debt. He owed money. We loaned him money. But next thing you know, the law is coming down on me, and I thought, well, normally in Red Dead Redemption, you can go to the post office, and you can pay the bounty. You pay your fine. Granted, I wasn't guilty of anything. Uh, I even untied the guy, right? The, the witness watched me untie the guy when I was done with him. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, go. I didn't kidnap nobody. But I get to, and the post office guy won't talk to me to let me pay the bounty. Because the law and the posse is riding hard at me. And I end up in a gunfight at this train station in a post office fighting for my life. And I'm like, and I just see my bounties going up every time I have to shoot one of these guys coming after me. I'm like, this is not my fault, but no one, I even went through, I didn't even pull my gun at first. I was like, hey, uh, we need to talk. Can I just talk to these guys? No, they weren't nothing doing. Uh, and I even for the, like the one guy I mentioned before that he picked a fight and I shot him. You know, the sheriff came out in the town I was at. And I just, hey, I was, you know, I just surrendered. It's like, can I, do I get a chance to explain? I was like, hey, he picked the fight. I hit the wrong button. I, did, I didn't mean to shoot him. I was going to punch him. But uh, I end up, he took all my money. 
I, I had to spend a night in jail, and it's like, okay, well, that was dealt with. But yeah, I, that one good deed, I now I like bad deeds coming with it, and I can't help it because some of it's part of the story, and some of it is just some random guy starting trouble with you. Mm. I guess that's their concept of the old west. They are going spaghetti western where everybody wants to pick a fight, and everybody's looking for an excuse to shoot him. I even had an incident when I first was starting to play it in a town where a guy was wanting to duel me. For a random reason, I was busy doing something else, and I was like, "Well, I, I'm not sure exactly which guy was wanting to duel. I think it's that guy." But I go over there, go see what's going on, because sometimes you can do, you can get prizes for dueling stuff. Mm-hmm. And I get over, and the guy says, "Well, I guess you're just too chicken to duel me." And I pulled my gun out, like, "No, I'm ready to duel." Now I pulled the gun out, and suddenly, uh oh, it was on, but it wasn't a duel. It was just flat out. I end up killing the guy, but he he shot first. Mm. But it went bad against me because I killed him. It's like, hey, he shot first. It just wasn't a duel anymore. It was now I pulled my gun on a guy. I don't know how to be the good guy in this. I want, I want to be John Wayne, and I'm turning into Clint Eastwood. <laughs> you're, you're not wearing a red sash, are you? No, not wearing a red okay. sash. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see the word red sash? I kill the man, I'm wearing it. So, yeah, we're going to get into that one in a, 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 within the coming weeks, if, we, if you don't know what we're referencing yet, but uh, I think you must have really enjoyed that movie. I did, so. I did. But uh, yeah, I don't want to review that movie just yet, because uh, Philip would never forgive me if we talk about that movie without because, I mean... Philip has uh, the Funko figures of all four of the main characters, uh, even a, even a second one of Doc Holliday, and he even has Val Kilmer's uh, autobiography, where oh. it's, it's, it's even titled "I'm Your Your Huckleberry." So Philip was going to want to be. Oh, but here's the fun thing. So Lost Boy Philip. Okay, obviously you're here, and he's not here. He is now. Some of you are going to think, whatever. I hope that didn't come out really loud on the microphone. I'm did it. I apologize. But he is actually down visiting the Creation Museum and the Noah's Ark. Uh, what is it? Noah's Ark experience down in Kentucky. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which I'd like to go and check it out. That sounds pretty awesome, you know. But you know, some of you might think that's complete malarkey. That's okay. That you you believe what you want to believe. But Phil's the pastor. It makes sense for him to go. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I would like to go. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to actually having him tell me about that. I want to hear all about it. And he's already sent some photos he's uh, he's taken over there. So I'm pretty excited. But he'll be gone all this week. So when he comes back, we'll talk about that um, other topic. So, but yeah, I, that's one of my bucket list things I want to do other than I want to see Mount Rushmore. And there's a lot of places I'd like to go on my bucket list. But that's definitely one of them. I want to go and see like a life-size recreation of Noah's Ark. I mean, come on. Even if you don't believe any of this stuff, it'd be, that'd be kind of cool, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that my that's my opinion, but yeah, I don't know. Some of you might be thinking I'm crazy, but that's okay. I'm a little nutty anyway. But okay, uh, so of course the next thing we we could almost do a TV review right here now. But what have you been watching on Disney Plus? And the only thing I wrote down, Bad Batch. Now we've got two episodes down, and oh, he keeps getting better. <laughs> the well, we only got two episodes, episodes down. What, what, a thir- there's a third one. Did, yeah, because it was coming out yeah. on Wednesdays, wasn't it? No, it's coming out on. Uh... Fridays. It came out Wednesday, the fourth, mm-hmm. then the following Friday, and then another one this past Friday. Oh my! I'm an episode behind. <gasps> oh, there's stuff I can't talk about. Yeah, but I so the uh, the first episode surprisingly was an hour long. I didn't expect mm-hmm. that. Uh, and let's face it, the first episode was kind of like the opening credits of the A Team. One for a crime right. they didn't. Well, actually, they kind of did commit. Uh, they promptly escaped from a maximum security facility, and now are you know. What will they do after that? I don't know if they'll be the soldiers of fortune that the A team was necessarily, but you know, I they're all they all have a specialization. They were kind of the A team already in the Clone Wars, but oh, well, that but first they don't episode. have anyone drinking blue milk to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, they'll find a way because really they do have a Mister T like character with uh, um the hefty guy. Oh, I Trucker. I always forget names. What would you say Trucker. was 
Hunter. Wrecker. No. What's it? Wrecker. Wrecker. Okay. So, yeah, Wrecker. And then Hunter is totally Rambo, I swear. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's yeah. Rambo. Let's face it. So it's really, really cool. I love the characters. I'm just loving the show. And I want to watch oh, the third episode. And uh, even the second one, I mean, the second one didn't have a lot of like action or adventure per se, but it was just good storytelling. That second episode, it was just, it was just good. And you know, the, the, oh. great, the great thing I like about this series is that it is giving us another view into the early days of the Empire. Yeah. It explains you know, what happened to the clones. You know, what happens when you take all of these, you know, the, the, the Clone Wars spent a lot of time building up these individual personalities between all of the, the clones. You know, you've got Rex, you've got Cody, you've got... Um, Echo so many, and, yeah, and fives, and you know, you you get to know these clones on an individual, personal yeah. basis. But once uh, Order sixty six goes down, they lose that personality, and it's sad. Yeah, it really is. And I love the way that they have referenced back, as uh, I did like in that season of was it the sixth season of Clone Wars, where they had they started to uncover the conspiracy. And we're like, they all have this chip in their head. What is that about? And they started to slowly uncover, and you're thinking, are they going to get close to actually finding out what's happening? But then, no, it's too late. Order 66, man. Done. Yep. Which, apparently, now, it didn't play out exactly that I recall from the comics, but in that first episode of Bad Batch, that Caleb there apparently was Kanan. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and you are correct. It doesn't match with the comics, which were written by our friend of the show, Greg Wiseman. Oh, yes. Um but, uh, you know, there, there is a, a something of a difference there. And I know Pablo Hidalgo has come out and said, well, you know, think of it more as like we're, we're trying to tell the history of the Star Wars universe. But uh, there may be fictionalized accounts which differ one from another. Mm. <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, it does show, you know, why, you know, that, that uh, Kanan's master, Deepa Balaba, died yeah. defending him. Yeah. Uh, that he was told to run, yeah, and you know, and that helps to explain his distrust of the clones. Yeah, later on in Rebels when he meets Rex. Yeah, which you would you would understand, but yeah, getting to be there in the moment of it again, because you know we saw, of course, Revenge of the Sith, Order sixty six, and suddenly the tragic music is playing, and we're seeing all the Jedi just getting gunned down, who are like completely like, why are my clones turning on me? And they barely have a chance to defend themselves before they realize they're under attack. And now to see that from a clone's perspective of like, what do what do you and especially ones that you know, like they were the bad batch they didn't get chipped or something except for one well, of them. They were chipped. They were chipped. But it didn't but it didn't work. Their mutations overrode. Right. The yeah. Chips. But to have you know you're still in full command of your capacities and to see your fellow soldiers suddenly turn on the Jedi, and you're like, what's going on? So and then, you know, going back to the base and expected to follow orders and fall in line with the other now stormtroopers, really. And you're like, no, this something I something's wrong with all this. This is not right. You know, knowing something's wrong. And then, oh, man, that was, it was so good. It was, it was that uh, you felt the intensity of the situation. And also mm -hmm. now meeting because I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, Omega. Uh, she's yeah. got to have been a clone, but yet they 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 altered her as well. And I wonder if she's got some really special skills that we have yet to see. I'm no, waiting to see. I, I wouldn't say we would stop at special skills. I'm thinking maybe some sensitivity. Was something something happened in the third episode? I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. okay, because okay, all right, oh. I, I'll, I'll watch it later. I'll watch it later. So I'm, I'm not going to say okay. that what you think you're thinking of 
does not happen in the third episode. Okay. But, ooh. but we, we do get a little bit more into the mystery of, you know, what uh, Lama Say and the other Kaminoans are trying to accomplish. Mm. Uh, you do get a little bit more of Tarkin's plans uh, for the clones. And because uh, one of the things that this series uh, shows is that uh, Tarkin was following up in Kaminoa trying to determine if clones were really the best use right. of the new empire's uh, abilities and, and forces. And, you know, while the clones may be uh, good soldiers, perhaps they need the uh, input and uh, feedback of a loyal soldier, a soldier who is not programmed right. to do what's right, but does, you know, follows the commands because the Empire is giving them everything, giving them a home, giving them food, giving them companions, giving them a place to belong. So it's it's going to be really interesting to yeah. see how this um, plays out and what type of a role our characters, and particularly one character, is going to take with this new uh, milieu. Yeah, that's a, that's that's my million-dollar word right there, milieu. <laughs> And I do wonder because I do recall from uh, the, uh, the the original Timothy Zahn trilogy, there was a mention that cloning had been made illegal. I wonder if they're going to go ahead and use that in some well, fashion. Well, I, I will say this: we do know that uh, Snoke apparently was a clone. Uh, we yeah, do know that the Emperor uh, in Episode Nine was a clone. We do know that. Um, the 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 doctor in the Mandalorian series has a Camino patch. Yes, he does on his arm. So it could be made illegal, or it could be used for very specific and very selective yeah purposes. So we'll see. We'll see. Ooh, it's just oh, it's a good show. I definitely highly recommend it. So oh yes, yeah. And you know, I and and it's just getting started. Yes, um, we. They, they've already teased that Fennec Shand from The Mandalorian is going to be in it, Ming-Na Wen's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's shaping up. We've all, and, and they have shown that uh, Captain Rex, at some point, is going to be part of this as well. Oh, man. As to great. his extent, who knows? But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Because, again, this is a, a, a time period that really hasn't been explored outside of Legends yet. That's true. You know, we've, we've got a little bit from Rogue One. We have a little bit from Solo to know what was going on. But this is, you know, really f- fresh territory. Oh, we, yeah. We'll, yeah we'll, leading we'll, all the way up we'll, until the Rebels series, basically. You know, you've got, exactly. you've got quite a bit of time. You've got enough t- time for Kanan to grow up in there. Well, we, we will be watching this series with much interest. Oh, indeed. <laughs> and enjoying every minute of it. And I have been trying, uh, I haven't had a lot of time to sit and watch on it, uh, but, you know, that new Mighty Duck series, I'm uh, I'm two episodes in, and I know I'm really behind, but I like it. It's it's fun. I mean, it, you kind of know where it's going. I mean, it's basically taking a Mighty Ducks movie, which is pretty much, all three movies are pretty much the same movie, uh, and doing a series that gets to stretch that story out and tell it kind of a different way. But I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, my time, again, is limited, so I haven't yeah. been able to sit and watch that as much as I'd like. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to make the time to fit that in. 
<laughs> yeah, as Miss Piggy would say, make time. Yeah, <laughs> I have an, uh, an album where she says that anyway. Uh, but all right, so that's the main things I guess we've been watching Disney Plus. I guess so we better jump over to some news. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. You know how much time it saves me to be able to hit a button and not have to edit that in later? <laughs> wow. Oh, my Probably goodness. an amazing amount of time. Oh, that's what I love having these buttons. But so, now, I, this is almost old news by now. Uh, and let me see if we can just pick up the audio. I don't know if I'm going to pick up the audio if I do this, but I'm going to try it. Light, darkness, a balance. So yes, that short little video clip was put out to uh, say, see it first at the Galactic Star Cruiser, which of course, opening 2022, that is the resort where basically you're flying on a Star Wars Star Cruiser. And we'd heard that there was some sort of lightsaber thing that was shown to, like, stockholders or something, where I, I think it was head of Disney Parks, I guess, was holding it, and it looked completely real. And he says, oh, yes, it's real. And now we've gotten to look at one of these lightsabers. Now, we we don't know, are they selling these? Are these just for a show? Don't know. But it looks real. And, it I mean, it extends out of a, a, a regular hilt, but it's you can't see that it's, it's got, like... It's much longer than the hilt. Yes, you can't see where it's like, you know, click, 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 or something like like the old sabers we used to play with. So, ooh, where, they, they, they've done something amazing. And if it's if it's for sale, I bet you're going to pay up the yin-yen for it. But, oh my goodness. Uh, I, I've got a theory. On what you think it's a show or it's for sale? Well, on, on how they have uh, made this work. But if my theory is correct, they might be too fragile to be used um, anytime you want to. Mm. So imagine, if you will, imagine if you will. No, I can't do my Rod Serling. Um, imagine, <laughs> if you will, a tape measure. Oh. Going up. Might be you know, something that. If it's spring-loaded, it can rise up uh, when you trigger that spring. So yeah. I'm thinking it's something similar to that. But Maybe. As I've learned through playing many years with a tape measure, you can only make it go so far before it bends over on it. It wobbles about. And that's what makes me think it might not be as sturdy as what we think. But, you know, if, if you have uh, know. You know, one of those on each side of the lightsaber kind of wrapping around each other, you can easily see how that could go up and extend if you've got some dangling uh, LED lights going up with it. Yeah, it might be. Uh, the The question is, is if this is for a show, they're going to want them to be usable. Exactly. Uh, and if they're if they're something they're going to sell, then they're probably going to say, "All right, don't don't go banging these things together now." Yeah. You know, these yeah. are for for your collection and to enjoy. Uh, but yeah, don't go don't don't give it to your kids to let them smack each other on the head. Don't go banging my saber. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it No, never mind. Well, now one thing I don't know that I saw in the Disney Parks blog, but I remember seeing some video the. Disney's got a new cruise ship coming out called uh, the Disney Wish, I believe. Wish. Yes. Uh, yes. Which there was some great video on YouTube uh, of showing some of the neat stuff. I mean, it's right now they they don't have actual images of the ship because they have all the design concept on because they're they're still building this thing. But yeah, there's a new mm -hmm. ship coming. They announced that uh, uh, I guess about the same week. I think I think it was the same day 
that I saw this video of Galactic Star Cruiser. They were also talking yeah, it's about been this a couple new of weeks. ship. Yeah, and it's been a couple of weeks since we saw the lightsaber, but it's been a couple of weeks yeah. since we had a show. So, but they also at that same time because Avengers Campus is opening uh, June. I want to say fourth. Yes, June 4th. Uh, Yeah. June 4th. They actually put some photos out on the Parks blog of the uniforms for the cast members. And it's kind of neat. They're they're very almost casual, but yet they have a button up. But they have uh, that web logo and this kind of neat, I don't know how I would explain it, Uh, a lot of hexagons. And they even have like the PIM test kitchen where people are wearing like lab coats. Uh, But these are really, really kind of cool. They even have mm-hmm. a shawarma palace food stand. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of funny. They got like cast members standing around posing in the uniforms, you know, and I don't know if they're their actual cast members or if they're models, but you know, if you're a cast member and you're getting to work in that section, you got to be super excited. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there, and there's, it, it's going to be so amazing to see some of the things that they have in here. I did get a little peek at uh, the PIM test kitchen. And one of the, the, the design aesthetics is that it looks like they're shrinking you down to something the size of an ant uh, as you're going through the kitchen and picking up your meal. Hmm. So everything around you is super huge. Yeah, nice. So of course, I'm sure that there's some uh, opportunities for product placement in there. <laughs> but uh, you know, it looks fun. But you know, I, I'd also really like to see this uh, Doctor Strange uh, show that they are planning as well. Oh, so much to see. And I've got a cousin who's actually headed, she's going to go on a cruise, uh, I guess through Florida, though. But she was uh, getting excited about this. I think she thought she was going to get to see this in Florida. But this is only in California, and right now Disneyland is only open to Californians. Right. I'm, I'm now, hoping I it'll did, change pretty soon. Uh, so so am I. Uh, I did hear that uh Disneyland did open, or I'm sorry, not Disneyland, but California Adventure has opened up availability for more people to be there nice. as Avengers Campus opens. So, you know, if you're in California, there's a good chance you might be able to get into California Adventure that day and get to experience uh, this new ride in this new area. Feel free to, uh, you know, we do have a, I think it's on the website. I don't know what our phone number is, but we have a phone number. You can call and leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email. Send us some pictures. I want to see, yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. So please do, because we're not going to get to go. <laughs> so I don't know when I'm ever going to get to go to another Disney park. It's going to be a while, but, you know. I have started to work two jobs, but the second job hasn't picked up. Not yet, anyway. But, uh, yeah, I see you're looking at, uh, this is kind of a weird thing I stumbled upon. And I will admit to you, I'm not watching this show. But uh, Freeform has a Cruel Summer 90s sweepstakes, but it's a chance to win a trip for two to Walt Disney World. Uh, and this is very... I'm, I think it's still open. Uh, yeah, well, the entries need to be received by April 16th. Oh, but between Ooh. April 16th and ah. May 14th. So oh. it, it just wrapped. But yeah. uh, basically, I had to go through, and I've had to follow the Freeform Instagram page, a Cruel Summer page, and of course, I was already following Walt Disney World on Instagram, so... You basically, you follow all this stuff on Instagram, and maybe you're going to win. Now, who knows? Maybe I will win. I haven't heard anything. Uh, it says to tune in every Tuesday night on Freeform for, to watch Cruel Summer. Hopefully, they're not going to announce the winner during Cruel Summer, because, like I said, I'm not watching it. I wasn't interested in watching it, you know. Mm-hmm. Not, not a big Freeform fan, really, you know. So, I feel like I'm a little late announcing that, because it was news when I first found it and added it to the list, but it's been a while since that, and it's uh, we're four days too late. But I got entered! Uh, and well, you know, I, I might at some point be able to say, hey, guess what? I'm going to Walt Disney World. Yay! And just watch. If you're going in the middle of the year and you win this uh, win this package, 
you can go around and you can say, you know, that, you know, at, at Disney World, there are hot summer streets and the pavements are burning. I sit around trying to smile, Ugh. but the air is so heavy and dry. Strange voices are saying, what did they say? Things I can't understand. It's too close for comfort, but this heat has got right out of hand. But I'm not sure how to describe the summer. Yeah, all. I don't know. But you, are you eating a lot of bananas? Are you having a banana rama? Uh, something <laughs> like that, yes. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully everybody else got that, not just me. So <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Oh, and you know, funny, I'm looking at the next article I want to mention from Yahoo News, and somebody actually has a quote that says, this is bananas, this whole thing. Uh, How about that? Yeah, well, the WandaVision cast uh, got some awards at the MTV Awards. Oh, yes, yes. I heard about that this morning. Let's see. Uh, uh, I wonder if they have any like specifics. I did, because I've only seen some photos. Uh, they did uh, get a bat- Best Actor for Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at the Oscars. Uh, they mentioned that. Um, I guess they mentioned... But yeah, there was apparently, I think they even voted uh, the WandaVision the best TV series of the year. And I think they even gave awards to, I forgot the actress's name, who played um, um, Agatha. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. I think, because I saw some photos of her holding a, a statue. Uh, so, yeah, but that's that's pretty cool. And I guess it was very much an enjoyable series. So, that's pretty cool. Something else pretty cool going on. Uh, and this, I you know, I saw this a, a while back. But uh, so they have already screened Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is unfortunately not coming out until November. But right. they screened it for Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson, and both of them have given him a thumbs up, which is well, good. That's, that's yes, that's that's good. In fact, uh, I've been hearing something a lot more enthusiastic than the uh, thumbs up that they gave uh, Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> we don't mention that movie; it doesn't exist. Somewhere like a there's somebody some people think there was a fourth Indiana Jones movie. It doesn't exist. You you'll have more chances of finding a Star Wars holiday special than you will either of those <sighs> movies that supposedly exist. Mm. <laughs> that's that's the mess story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh, but then there there was this kind of fun announcement, and let's see if we can play the audio for you. Greetings, fear and fright lovers. I'm the great Gonzo. And I'm Bibbidi King Prong. And we're here to tell you about our all-new terrifying tale of total scariness, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Excuse me. This fall, prepare to experience your most hilarious and harrowing Halloween ever, Muppets Haunted Mansion. How'd you do this? Well, it's easy. Try it. It, Muppets Haunted Mansion. I think more oomph for you. Muppets Haunted Mansion. Mm, no. no. Muppets Haunted Mansion! You know, this is going to take a while. Muppets Haunted Mansion! We'll see you this fall on Disney Plus, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Unbelievable! Muppets Haunted Mansion! Muppets Haunted Mansion! Muppets Haunted Mansion. That's what I said! Muppets Haunted Mansion! Pepe is my spirit animal. Okay. I love it. Unbelievable. I'm more of a Gonzo fan, but I do love Pepe. So, yes, they made this announcement that there's some sort of Muppets Haunted Mansion thing coming this fall to Disney+. Plus. Right. Uh, From what I've heard, it sounds like uh, they are going to be exploring all of the different versions of the Haunted Mansion at the parks worldwide. So, of course, that's going to be the Haunted Mansion in uh, California, in Florida, in Tokyo, the Phantom Manor in... Paris, uh, as well as Mystic Manor in, 
uh, Hong in Kong, uh, Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, who knows? They might even expand it to those uh, haunted hotels. That would well. be nice. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I I wonder if there's going to be a story because. You know, they when they had uh, the Muppets visit Walt Disney World. That, did you ever see that special? They, there was kind of a story going on, but in a way, it was kind of showcasing Walt Disney World. But at the same oh, yeah. time, you had a little bit of a Muppet story going on, where everybody's all the Muppets are having fun, and you know, Kermit brought everybody to Florida to visit his family or something. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of frogs." Okay, have fun, Kermit. We're going to Walt Disney World. So, <laughs> you know, so I mean, this is I, it's it's Muppets, it's haunted mansion. It's two of my favorite things. I'm 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 in. I'm in. You know, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> and what was neat is part of the announcement. They did you get to see where uncle deadly had a little thing where yes. he, you get to click around and you get to see stuff about some of the other mansions around the world and i was like well that's just fun you know chasing rabbits you know but mm-hmm. uh i it was just great having uncle deadly host that that was perfect of course so of course uncle deadly is my spirit animal <laughs> i thought pepe was <laughs> oh yeah but gonzo's my spirit animal as well okay you have a lot of spirit Fossey. animals well you know whoever said you had to have one well, i guess uh oh yeah next thing i have on my list this isn't quite as happy but uh and i this just happened today charles groden passed away uh i didn't see exactly how old he was i thought uh, i heard something 86. about cancer 86 uh i don't know exactly what he passed of but I, like i said i thought i heard something about cancer but i'm not 100 percent certain on that uh bone marrow cancer it was bone marrow cancer uh the main the reason of course we're going to bring that up here is because he had a great role in the great muppet caper that he did. He had that a lot of did. other great movies too, but but I mean, come on, he was the main villain, the Great Muppet Caper, and that's <laughs> I love him for that. Oh, thieves are not breathing down your neck. <laughs> he was so good. He's he had just the right amount of cheese to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did such a great. Wow, there's a long list of movies that they they mentioned on an article on ABC News. I mean, of course, I oh, remember yeah. from Be- the Beethoven films. He was good at just playing this grumpy jerk, you know. Well, one of my favorites is always going to be uh, Clifford with Martin Short. Oh, my goodness. I, I think I saw that one once. That was a weird, wacky movie. <laughs> Woo. That was, but, uh, you know, it, it, it fits right with his deadpan uh, going crazy style. So, yes. Uh, it's, it's it, it, you know, it he is going to be uh, missed, but, um, you know, he, he definitely has that Disney connection and, you know, a good uh, connection to growing up. Yep. Someone else that uh, I kind of remember growing up with, but Johnny Crawford passed away, I guess this was last week, and he was one of the original Masketeers, but I, I wouldn't have known him from the original Masketeers, but my dad used to like to watch the replays of the Rifleman, watching Chuck Connors, mm-hmm. bam, 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 with that rifle. But Johnny Crawford played his son, uh, and he recently passed away at 75. The The link I have here in my notes keeps bringing up a pop-up that they want me to shut off my pop-up locker, and so I can't really look at it. Ah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he passed away, and so I don't know that we really have any of the original Masketeers left. I don't know. Yeah, I know, you know, those that are still around, we're, we're losing them pretty quickly. He, uh, he happened to be nine when he joined the first season of the Mickey Mouse Club in 1955. And, of course, there were 24 original Masketeers with that group. Um, unfortunately, during the second season, they cut the number of Masketeers in half, and he happened to be one of the 12 who... Uh, who, who was let go, but he did go on to have his, that success with the Rifleman. Yeah, and I don't know if he did anything else after that, but, uh, you know, sometimes child actors, that's as far as you go, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they find careers and are fulfilled with other things. So mm-hmm. I actually, um, I recently listened to a podcast 
uh, where they were talking to one of the actors who was in The Mighty Ducks, who uh, quit. He had been acting since he was a little, little kid, uh, mm-hmm. but he was in the Mighty Ducks movies, but he's become an entrepreneur, and now he's uh, apparently making money with crypto coins. So that's why I was listening, because oh, wow. I've been kind of curious about crypto, but I don't think I'm going to get into it, because, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, I might, if I find out how I could track him down and maybe have him on the show to talk about crypto and a little bit of Mighty Ducks, that might be fun. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, that, would be. that would be fun. I don't know if I can do it because I mean that the podcast I was listening to is a guy I went to high school with who is now uh, a major talk radio host in Philadelphia, uh, who's now syndicated over and he's he's been on he's popped up on like Fox News and stuff. Oh, I mean wow. he's he's become a big name. He's he is our most successful person out of my graduating class in my opinion. I think uh, I'm I'm trying to follow his coattails. I guess <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm following like 20 years behind him. Okay, uh, I'm doing radio news and weather and obituaries and traffic and stuff and then this. So hey, stepping stones. Stepping stones. In fact, I was doing this before I finally landed my radio job. But I got my radio job because I was doing this, and I went back to school because I was doing this. Because, you know, hanging out with y'all and talking to y'all has been fun, and it's it's been living the dream. And I'm glad that I found a way to keep going and got a new name because boy, I was a real afraid. Uh, but anyways, moving on. So of course we've talked a lot of Disney, but PowerCon. Have, have you ever you heard of PowerCon? Power? I have not heard of PowerCon, but you now I'm sure we've all got the power. I've heard of a few times because I'm a big Motu fan, and it's this year. I feel like Motu, or of course Motu. Well, by, when we say that, we're referring to Masters in the Universe. It is becoming huge again. I mean, it's always been big for those of us that when we grew up on the filmation and the toys when we were little. Uh, and we've I've mentioned previously that you know, I collect a lot of the the, the Origins figures that came out. Uh, we've got Kevin Smith with a new series that's, uh, I think, in July will be on Netflix, Master Universe Revelations, which is going to continue in the vein of the filmation and I even pick up from it. And it's aimed at the people who have grown up. So it's aimed at us. But yet Netflix is also going to make another Master's Universe series aimed at the kids to get them interested, kind of like what they've done with She-Ra. I mean, She-Ra's nothing. They know that the, the older fans like us were probably not going to be interested in this She-Ra cartoon. But they said, well, it wasn't aimed at you. This was aimed for new fans. And so it's its own kind of thing. It's kind of separate. I'm like, yeah, that's the problem I have is a separate, but that's okay. I don't have to like it. If the kids like it, okay, the kids can like it. But anyway, so, but Master Universe is big again, but there's been for years, this PowerCon, uh, it's going on in Anaheim and uh, September 11th of all times, but it's nice they're having a full convention again. And I was hoping I would find the images I've been seeing, like Pixel Dan has been able to talk about these, these, uh, these exclusive figures they're going to have. And they're based on the Origins toy line, but they have a new faker where they've got like almost a black ma- eye mask around them. And they, they thought it would be fun. I guess this has been a fan concept, and they finally made a toy of it where Faker has his own version of a battle cat. Uh, and I forgot what the name of the cat was off the top of my head. Uh, and I thought I was going to be able to find it. Uh, but I, on the website for PowerCon, they, they mentioned there's, you know, you can, if, as, if you're not going to the event, which I'm not going to be able to go, uh, there's prices for if you want to try to order some of these exclusives because they always have great exclusives. They've had uh, uh, one of our previous guests, Daniel, um, I forgot his last name, he made a, a fan film, but he also won the contest when he created Castle Grayskull Man, which they made a toy of and released it. And there was also a, a, a PowerCon exclusive. Um, so they do a lot of really neat stuff, but I forgot what they're called. They actually have a pretty clever name for the fake Battle Cat. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty it's, cool what's uh, going on. It, it's duplicat. Duplicat, yes, isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love that. Uh, but there's a few other ones. I think they even had an alternate version of Hordak. I mean, just mm-hmm. you know, neat stuff. And I, I, I think I created a monster with Philip because I, he, I, I, I even the first one I started collecting, and I got the first wave of them, and I haven't really been able to find any of the other uh, of the Origins figures. 
Philip has been going everywhere online and ordering these things, and you know he has got a lot of these uh, Origins figures now. So you think I'm reliving my childhood? Philip has gone whole hog into there. So he's got a really neat stuff. And I, I at this point, I just want to get the Orco they've made because he looks like the cartoon, and they have a stand for him to seem like he's floating. But at the same time, uh, Philip has ordered the. They have a filmation style that Super Seven made. And they have an Orko that's actually shrunk down to where he's the right size compared to the uh, the figures. And it is adorable, oh. it, but it's really tiny, yet you still have to pay 20 bucks for this thing. But he's, he's only maybe about two inches tall. That way he's you know, the perfect height for everything. So it's very, 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 very cool. And uh, I'm part of me would kind of almost order that one, but I really want the Origins Orko because he just looks great and fun and cartoony. Um, uh, unlike what the... Uh, what we were seeing with the, and this was kind of a big thing Kevin Smith was talking about, and I, I think you've been looking ahead here, the images, yeah, Orko for the Master Universe Revelation, they've given him a, like a darker tone. Almost like he came out of Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, very much so. But we got a chance to see some images from this new series, and I gotta say, it looks awesome. I'm liking it, it what I see. It looks interesting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what you know how how the final product comes out. Yeah, uh, I'm still you know I'm I'm still waiting to to see how the stories go before right. I make a final decision on here. Um, but uh, you know, it it does look visually interesting. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned you know it, it's got a lot of common in, with the filmation, but for me, it reminds me a lot more of the, uh, the 2000 series. Yeah. Well, they, this is going to be almost an anime style, from what they've said. Uh, but the storyline is supposed to be continuing from the classic Master of the Universe. And mm. I mean, come on, Mark Hamill is Skeletor. How do you yeah. beat that? Come on, if you can't get you know Alan Oppenheimer back, <laughs> did you see that Alan Oppenheimer is back though? But not a Skeletor. But yeah, not I think a Skeletor, he's, right? I guess a cameo role or something, doesn't he? Uh, let's see. I know it's in this article, and why am uh, we got I not finding Chris it? Chris Wood is playing Prince Adam and He-Man, but Sarah Michelle Gellar is playing Tila is awesome. I love that. Alan Oppenheimer is Moss Man. There it is. There we go. Kevin Michael Richardson is Beast Man, which his voice was perfect. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about this. Uh, but you got Jason Mewes, Phil oh, Lamar. Yeah. Phil Lamar, better known as Samurai Jack. I mean, come on. Uh, a great cast. They even I love that the Roboto is, is pictured in here and voiced by Justin Long. I mean, come on! I'm I'm so but, excited but for this. That, if it's if he's voiced by Justin Long, does that mean he's a Mac? Oi! So then, who's the PC? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But I am like super excited, and I I have a lot of faith in Kevin Smith for stuff that he's a fan of. He will make sure when he's behind something, he will give it all the love and fandom that it needs. So I'm very hopeful for this. Now, there's been people who have the new... Oh, oh looky there. Alicia Silverstone is Queen Marlena. And Kevin Conroy is Merman. Woo! Okay. But uh, so we've also seen some images of the figures coming out with this new series. And you know, I have to agree with some of the assessments where the torso seems to be overstretched a little bit. And I thought, well, they're saying, it looks like they're trying to be very stylistic to kind of match this new series. But when I look at the images of the series, uh, it doesn't look like their torso is stretched as much as what these toys look like. It looks like the toys kind of overemphasize some of the dimensions. Uh, but you know, I, I can't say that I've seen the toys for Revelations, but I have seen toys for the new Nick series or for, or for the for the. 
kids series. The kids series for Netflix. Yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. some images for those, but they released a lot of new images for this new series. And even uh, this this is intriguing to me. They have a Skeletor that is uh, Skelegod, and it, he seems to be holding the power sword. Hmm. But he's all like amped up, and you know, there's people have been critical of the figures. I'm like, okay, if you don't like the figure, you don't have to buy them. I'm probably not going to buy them just because I've got the Origins figures and I don't need to buy anymore. Uh, but I don't mind the look of the figures because they're going for the style of this cartoon. But I'm intrigued by this concept of Skeletor gaining control of the power sword and basically, and he's got big horns on his head. And it reminds me a lot of the Masters of the Universe 1987 film when he did get oh, control yeah. of the power of Grayskull and was all in the golden armor and everything. And I think that's what the the thought is behind that. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, but uh, Dark Horse Comics did announce that they will have a prequel comic coming out this summer. I kind of wonder if we're going to get actually a little preview of that when Free Comic Book Day rolls around August 14th, by the way. I was wondering yeah. if it was coming back, and I did look, and I'm glad I did, because I was looking actually the weekend before, because usually it's the first Saturday in May. So I looked it right. up, and they said, no, we pushed it back to August 14th. I'm like, groovy, that gives me time to prepare. So, And I understand, you know, they're still going to make sure all the comic shops can be open, and that we're almost kind of back to normal completely. So, free comic book day, August 14th. I'm hoping they're going to have something. I don't know what all is going to be available, but I do know there is. they are going to have some Star Wars comics that are kind of related to the High Republic. Uh, I have seen some images of that, so there will be some Star Wars comics anyway. Uh, but that's not the only event convention that I've seen some stuff about. I don't know any more than a day for it. Have you heard anything else about Star Wars Celebration? May 26th, my birthday. I've, I've just heard a lot of excitement for it. Yeah, 2022. I believe it is in Anaheim again. And, of course, excitement because it's Star Wars at Celebration, and I think it was supposed to be in 2020, but they didn't get to do it. Right. So it's going to be back. And it's you got to wait a while, but that's okay. But there's another festival I actually saw, and I want to play some audio for this as well. Uh Oh, if it's not going to play the audio. Oh, hang on. Let me pause that thing and get it. Oh, because I opened it up in the wrong screen. Hold up. But, so, but Margaret Carey, for anyone who doesn't know. All right. So Margaret Carey, of course, you probably do know that she was the original reference model for Tinkerbell. And uh, I've gotten to talk to her on the show and uh, at a convention and everything. But she was also in Andy Griffith in a couple episodes. And there's a Mary Berry Festival type of thing. And she's headed out to it. And she posted this to Facebook. And I wanted to share it. Hello, it's Margaret Carey and Tinkerbell at large. And I got a call the other day. Somebody was asking me, uh, was it true that I was actually on the Andy Griffith show? I thought almost everybody do it, but I have a picture here. And we have pictures on my website, Tinkerbell Talks, that you can get all signed. There I am with Andy. I hope you can see this. And I was in, <laughs> well, I can I see was it. in two <laughs> of the Andy Griffith shows. Had a wonderful time. As a matter of fact, um, that's where I met my darling new husband face to face because he came up to Mount Airy, North Carolina, where we were doing Mayberry Days. And we looked at each other after 70 years and decided we loved each other. Aww. So the Andy Griffith Show does a great deal for me. But those people who like Andy Griffith, please pop into Tinkerbell Talks and take a look at what's offered for Andy Griffith. It was wonderful working for him. I adored it. I, I have about um, letters from, I don't know, about 600 people. And we are told that there are about 60,000 uh, fans that watch the show every single day around the country. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, I've got a scoot. I will talk to you a little bit later. And as Tinkerbell, 
as you can see over my shoulder. I'll see you soon. See, it, it wouldn't be us returning to Neverland without having Tinkerbell on the show. Exactly. There we go. And I would totally go to that if I could. I know Philip would. Philip is a bigger fan of Andy Griffith than I am. I mean, he's he's got the entire series on, like, DVD. I have been watching it. MeTV's been doing, like, Mayberry Days because it's May. And around 7 o'clock, they've been showing a couple episodes. They've been focusing on Barney. And, of course, I love Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Knotts is what made that show for me when I was a kid. And uh, so I've been having a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, Mayberry Days out in North Carolina. So if you haven't been in the area, go. And, hey, send us some pictures. And go talk to Margaret Carey. She shuts a, a sweetheart. She really is. Oh, yeah. All right, so the next thing that I have on here, and I, you know, I, this isn't quite every article I've been seeing here lately, but uh, the sequel to Enchanted, Disenchanted, which I was, I wondered for a while if the original cast was coming back, and yes, indeed, Amy Adams, Idina Menzel, and James Marsden. Of course, Idina Menzel was not in the original one, but they announced that uh, Maya Rudolph... Oh, Idina Menzel is in the original. She is? Yeah, she was the uh, girlfriend of Patrick Dempsey's character. Was she? Yes, that was her. Well, that's neat. Okay, see, I haven't watched that in a while. I don't have. I don't, actually don't think I own a copy of Enchanted. I need to. It's a good movie. It's fun. It's kind of Disney making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're back and with a new cast. Uh, we don't know much about the plot. I don't really want to, uh, you know, find out too much about the plot because I want to be surprised. I, I don't know what it is that they're doing. But they announced some extra cast. And uh, let's see. When are they going to start filming this year? I would imagine they might. I mean, they're right now. I guess they're still in the casting phase. I hope, though, if they're going to use some animation, that we get to see some more hand-drawn animation, like the original Enchanted. Yeah, that is my hope. I am crossing my fingers and dotting my eyes and cro- crossing my eyes and dotting my my T's. I don't know something to that degree. Alrighty, now I'm going to try to hit the bu- the right button here because uh, I do have something uh, in the trailer park. Mama, another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh, oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Oh. Ah. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. I hit the right button. Okay, so I know this other button is the TV review, which I probably should have hit before we were talking about Bad Batch, but that's okay. So I do have a trailer, and uh, Eric will be able to see it, but uh, I'll play the audio for you. Now, the unfortunate thing is all this audio doesn't have any dialogue. It's a lot of action. Every warrior has a beginning. I'm on a new level. For 600 years, our ninja have brought peace to the world. I'm on a new level. I need warriors like you. Join us. What do I have to do? The journey from here is yours to decide. But that is just the beginning. I'm on a new level. I'm on a new level. July 23rd, we have Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe Origins story. Now, the question I have... Is this a rebooting of the G.I. Joe franchise? Is this connected to the other G.I. Joe movies? Because I only watched one of them. It wasn't good, and I didn't want to see the other one because I was so disappointed. Uh, so well, Snake Eyes isn't played by Ray Park. That's so. true. Well, did we ever see Ray, Ray Park's face, though, in G.I. Joe? So, did. you know, I think we can get away with that, you know. 
So I, you know, I don't know if it's connected, but what I find interesting, because, you know, I, here lately, I, I like to go looking through toy aisles, just, you know, because that's me. And they did put out, like, new G.I. Joe figures. They even, like, remade, um, kind of like, you know, the Masters Universe Origins figures. They have G.I. Joe figures that kind of look, and they're about the same size as the classic 80s G.I. Joe figures. They sold out really fast everywhere, though. Uh, and I also, I have seen where they've got uh, figurine sets that are, like, um, about an inch high figures of sets of different characters. And they've also been releasing new figures based, uh, and I think they're calling like classified line or whatever. And they're big, almost like the Star Wars Black series figures. Uh, but they got characters, and I think they're trying to bring some of the characters from this movie uh, into, into making some figures. But in this trailer, I mean, we do see a redhead in there, which clearly it's got to be Scarlet. Uh, and we right. do see a lot of fun ninja actions. I mean, it looks like it's going to be fun, but uh, I'm because I've been burned twice. Well, at least burned once, and the second time I was like, fool me once, on shame on you, but you fool me twice, shame on me. I didn't go for the, that second one. I made that mistake with Transformers by coming back one last time too many. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, Ugh! but this looks cool, but I'm going to wait until I see a little bit more, I think, before I really make a decision if I'm going to fork over my theater money. Well, you know, I, I will say that Bumblebee did a lot better than, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Let's just say I sat through uh, that fifth Transformers movie going, what in the world is going on? But Bumblebee <laughs> did so much better. But I am glad to see uh, that we are getting this movie about Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes was always the mysterious ninja mm -hmm. uh, of the Joes. I know in the comic he, he hardly ever talked, but the one time he did it was to shout out Scarlet's name. Um, it's going to be interesting to see you know what they do and see if he has... Uh, you know, see if it develops that animosity that he has with. Oh no, Storm I'm Shadow. blanking out. Yeah. Yes, Storm Shadow. Because yeah, because I I think it's connection to Storm Shadow is why he takes his vow of silence until he avenges right. somebody Storm Shadow murdered or something. Right. Yes. So yes, I I bet we're gonna see all that in a big epic duel with him, and I want to see some full on costume by the end of it because right now we're just kind of they're wearing nice nice suits look like Yakuza or something fighting with big old ninjas blades and katanas and stuff. I'm like, Oh, that right. looked cool. But I want to see storm shadow in his full on Cobra white ninja outfit. I want to see snake eyes in his full on outfit. And I want to see it by the end, you know, you can work your way up to it, but I wonder if this is successful. Can they do orange story origin stories for some of the other characters? Yeah. I think I you could actually see. do well doing something for spirit. Yeah. Wait, we need some good Native American-style movies with some good Native American actors, and I think if you did that, that would go over very well with, with many crowds. Uh, and, I, you know, being that I have a little bit of Native American blood, I would appreciate it. So, granted, I'm more, I, as I've grown older, I found out I'm more Irish and German than I am the Native American, but I was raised thinking I was Cherokee. <laughs> that, was, that was the way we grew up, and then I was like, oh, that's just a very small percentage. Well, that's interesting. So, but yeah, so I, but, you know, I'd like to see, you know, some origin for spirit, um, you know, we, we kind of almost got a Duke origin story in the other ones. So I don't know. What, what character would you like to see an origin for? Um, let's say Dr. Mindbender. Ooh, yeah, that could be good. And a favorite voice by our pal, uh, Brian Cummings. Yes. Oh, it's Dr. Mindbender. Like, ooh, you could do some really creepy, scary stuff with some of the stuff he could come up with. Yeah. Oh, you could even do a good Destro movie. Yeah, I, yeah, Destro was another one whose origin was kind of told in those other movies. But, yeah, uh, you know, but but put Destro and the Baroness together, and mm -hmm. that'd be a good movie. 
That'd be a good movie. Oh, I would be excited for that. Okay, but I've, that's everything that I actually have up here, other than there was a lots of fun clips all over YouTube from the upcoming Loki series, and we even found out that uh, uh, Owen Wilson's character is called Dr. Mobius. Wow. Wow. Sorry, that's, that, that, that's the best <laughs> Owen Wilson. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not familiar. Are, are you familiar with Dr. Mobius? Is he a regular Marvel character? No. I, I honestly have no idea. Uh, in fact, the whole concept of the Time Variance Authority is something new to me, so it's possible I could have come across it somewhere in my readings, but you know, I'm it, this is new territory for me. Of course, we are talking about time, and we are talking about uh, plucking Loki out of uh, a, a, a time heist in uh, back in Endgame. So, you know, how far away is Kang? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Or how far away can Doctor Doom with his time travel oh. device? Well, you know, we've been rumored around all over the place with Fantastic Four and King the Conqueror coming. And although I did hear some stuff on the radio that's been because people have been rumoring about they wanted to have um um uh Emily Blunt and uh oh, and John Krasinski and John Krasinski to play uh, Reed Richards and uh Sue Richards. Emily Blunt has said, No, I do not want to play a superhero. Like, okay, but you played Mary Poppins. You already were a superhero. Come on. <laughs> well, and she was in the running for Black Widow back in Iron Man 2. Yeah, see? so, But she says she doesn't want to do it. Now, I don't know if John Krasinski has said that he wouldn't want to do it. Well, and John Krasinski tried out for Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Of course, so. I, I like his story. He goes in, he, he gives us all for the, uh, for the for in, in, in the uh, audition, and then in walks Chris, uh, Chris Evans, <laughs> and he says... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he definitely had the look for it and everything. I I'm and I and I will admit and those who are long listeners of the show will will remember that I did say when he when I found out Chris Evans the only thing I'd seen him in was uh, the first Fantastic 4 movie and I was like I can't see him as Captain America but then I saw saw him as Captain America I'm like dude, you're totally Captain America. Mm. He was great. So uh, and it's sad to see him go, but you know I am still looking forward to seeing what they do with Anthony Mackie as Captain America because that that oh man that suit they put on him looks so good, that yeah. looks so cool as him as the Captain flying Captain America. I like it, so I am looking forward to what they do with that. But uh, I, that's all that I've got. Unless you got anything we, we need to throw well, in, you know, since we were talking about Loki, it was announced that they moved up the premiere date two days, so it's going to be starting on a Wednesday rather than oh, a Friday. Right. They had, oh, you know, I, I I meant to actually have that clip ready where they had Tom Hiddleston himself saying Wednesday is the new Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a great little clip there. I was like, ooh, yay. And, of course, I was just excited to see anything because that Loki series is going to be fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely with a lot of, lot of action and humor. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. Lots of good stuff coming up if you don't have a Disney Plus membership. See, that's the thing. As much as Disney sometimes gets on my nerves, they keep making content that I got to see. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, it's coming up on June 9th. So, yeah, weeks to get ready. And until then, I'm behind one episode of The Bad Batch, which I think I need to watch before bedtime here because I got to eat. So I got to eat something before I go to bed. I'm getting close to bedtime, but I, I better eat because food, right. food is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I actually don't even have my bumpers to end the show on. So we're just going to, you know what? Here's here's our, our sayings that we have. We're still going to tell you to keep a pixie in your pocket. And that's that yes. young at heart, good attitude. We want you to keep with you and that you can share it with others because it's really easy to sprinkle pixie dust on other people. The second thing we're going to start saying now, 
to Neverland and Beyond. We're taking Disney's name out of that because Neverland is just our childhood happy place, so that's where we're going to and not necessarily going Disney. So we're going to start saying to Neverland and Beyond, so if I put that on a T-shirt, I don't get in trouble. My new thing that I come up with this week, because we're talking about Neverland, now let me confuse you for a bit, get lost. (laughs) Now here's my meaning behind get lost, and I'm probably going to slap this on a T-shirt too. When you get into a good story... And that, that's just my primary example. When you get into like a good story, a good adventure, you kind of get lost in it. You lose yourself in it. And sometimes when, when you lose yourself, you really find yourself in it. And of course, we're lost boys and pixies around here. So getting lost is how we get to our fun place. So get lost. And I'm not right. saying that is a bad thing to go away. <laughs> I'm saying it's a good thing. Get lost. Because not all those who wander are lost, but all those who are lost are wandering into some really cool stuff. See? See, <laughs> I'm there clever. So, well, that is our way we're going to sign off. Uh, you know, let me go through. I, I'm probably still in my show notes here. I have a lot of our list of stuff. Make sure, you know, you uh, send us an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. You can get in touch with us. We're on Twitter, uh, NeverlandPCast, where, of course, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page, which now to look for them, you're going to have to look probably for Neverland. The Fandom Menace. Or not the Fandom Menace. Wow, the Fandom Nexus. (laughs) Wow. I knew at some point I was going to mess that up, but I'm trying to, like, pay attention to it. But I I did it. I knew it was going to happen. Here's our voicemail number. If you happen to be going to to the Adventures Campus or you happen to go to Mayberry Days, our voicemail number, and it's on the website, 816-226-6492. Also, we do have a page on there to join the Neverlanders, become an official Lost Boy or Pixie. Just submit a name and a nickname to us. We do have a Patreon, which is, believe me, is more important than ever. Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast. Believe me, I could really use the help. I got uh, some equipment I got to pay for here, and uh, you basically would be helping me to pay for this equipment, uh, which would be fantastic, and I would be very, very appreciative of it. Plus, when you do that, you don't get those ads tacked on to the beginning of the end by uh, my other stuff. But you will get to hear me mention one of our little sponsors, and uh, if you happen to be a podcaster yourself, you visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. Uh, you'll see a thing for my podcast reviews, and I forgot to go and look at reviews this uh, this time, but my podcast reviews is really convenient because it puts all your reviews in one place, collects them wherever someone has left a review because your podcast can go so many different places now, and I, I'm everywhere from Spotify to iTunes to Stitcher to Google. I mean, there's stuff I haven't even heard of that I find my podcast is there, but people can leave reviews all over these places, and my podcast reviews will collect those reviews from everywhere and put them in a convenient spot where I can see them. Which is kind of handy because if somebody leaves me a bad review, I can say, okay, do they have something that I can use? Because even a bad review can be something helpful. Uh, As long as people are not just being mean. Because some people do that. But some people, they're like, you know, I would have liked this better if maybe this. Then I can like, okay, I'll take that in mind. So, you know, all reviews are good. So if you've never left a review, please feel free to do so. Uh, and even I've got I've got links on the website where actually you can actually easier leave a review thanks to my podcast reviews. They do everything very very conveniently and for a very low fee. It's very inexpensive. I can't remember the exact amount of the fee right now, but I'm not paying that much for it. And it's just, it's a great convenient service. Which I normally would say this in the middle of the show, but I'm going to tag it on at the end. But okay, so that's everything. So remember, get lost and keep a pixie in your pocket. <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.